Hello, and welcome to the Business of Authority. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Rochelle Moulton. And today we're going to talk about dealing with chaos. Hello. Imagine that. Mm. Chaos. Yes. So, dear listener, you might notice that this episode is uh, coming out on a non-standard day. Usually we record a week or two in advance and release things on Monday. But uh, over the you know the past couple of days, we were talking and thought, you know, both kind of feeling the urge to address the, uh, you know, the craziness that's going on right now and talk about some things that, you know, we've been talking about on our lists, which are a little bit more real time and, you know, bring it to the show in a, a more timely fashion than waiting another week or two to provide any kind of like opinion or suggestions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, uh, the, I sent an email, I don't remember when it was a few days ago that, that caught your attention, Rochelle, and I think is kind of the basis for this concept of of what we're going to talk about today, which was, um, I have this massage therapist that I was going to, you know, especially when I was going through my (laughs) white belt candidate training, (laughs) I was, you know, I'm 50 or I was 50 at the time and, uh, it's pretty grueling physically. And, uh, you know, so I started going to this massage therapist to kind of like have some hope of, you know, recovering <laughs> from what I, you know, it's just like getting beat up a lot. Getting and, to 51. Yeah, yeah. Could use some help getting to 51. So, okay. So I'm on her mailing list because she has like online registration for booking appointments. And so I get, I get, you know, I wasn't thinking about, I, I don't go to her all the time. It was mostly just for that time period. And uh, she sent out an email and it, you know, drops into my inbox. And I was just like, oh man, imagine being a massage therapist whose job is to like get in a small room with someone and just kind of like, you know, just completely (laughs) be touching them, like on their skin and (laughs) everything. Like uh, imagine if that's your job during a period of time when people aren't supposed to go near each other, never mind be rubbing each other, you know? And it, hopefully just one way. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, uh, it, it, you know, and she, it just imagines like that's your business, Yeah, you know, yeah. and you have like a, you're supposed to have like a string of people all day long, you know, maybe, I don't know how many people she sees a day, but one would think it's multiple. So, you know, they're coming through this sort of revolving door of like exactly what you don't want to do right now. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know. Yeah. And, and so I see this email from her. I see her name I'm like, oh man, she, I, I kind of like wonder what she's going to say. And so I open up the email and it's, she found a way for someone whose primary approach to her primary deliverable, if you want to call it that, is basically unsellable at the moment. You know, I could imagine, I could imagine opening up that email and her being like, you know, you can buy gift certificates and, you know, like, give me your mm-hmm. money now somehow for later or, and that would have, right. I actually probably would have done that, but, uh, but that's not what she did at all. What she did was like, she posted a video. It was kind of a gross title. It was like self lymphatic drainage, uh, to boost your immune system. And so she, it's a thing. It is a thing, it's right? A, yeah, it's a thing. And it's a good thing. I never heard of it before, but uh, yeah, I Googled around afterwards and it's totally a thing. And we don't need to go into <laughs> lymphatic drainages. <laughs> but the point was she had this, you know, she put together this impromptu, like 10 minute video of how to do this thing that would potentially be of value to the group of people that she serves in a way mm-hmm. that they could feel like they were doing something about it. But she was like, if nothing else, this will give you something to focus on and think about and center yourself around instead of just like 
freaking out, like sitting in front of CNN. Mm -hmm. And I was like really impressed by that, that she was able to come up with a way to stay focused on the others and not herself, not just turn inward and get um, sort of like drowning manish. Mm-hmm. And and just thrashing, you know, that sort of like if, if someone's drowning and you go to save them, they'll try and drown you too by accident just because they're panicking. Yeah. And, you know, she did the exact opposite of that, which I think is the is precisely the right thing to do in a situation where there's, you know, a surprising amount of chaos, or anxiety. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of uncertainty. I feel like the most effective thing to do is to focus on who you can help like for a variety of reasons that, that I think we'll go into here, but I was like really inspired by that. And, um, same thing with my personal trainer. We did, uh, I mean, we, I don't need to tell again at every story, but a personal trainer is another situation. And I think you just canceled your, uh, or I don't know if you canceled your gym. membership. I, I, didn't, I didn't cancel. I just stopped going. Right. So it's like, what, do, what do they do? And so like my personal trainer, he sent me a bunch of workouts I could do at home and just using just body weights because I don't have any weights or anything here. And it, it's funny because you'd think like, you know, I've been going to the trainer for years, you know, to the same guy. And you'd think I would be able to just like make up my own. <laughs> I'd be like, well, just do what I did last week. I can remember what I did last week. I'll just do it again for, you know, a couple uh, no. of weeks. <laughs> it doesn't, it really, it's weird. It seems like theoretically... I mean, I, I can run a karate class. Like I know how to do a workout, but there's something about having a having an, an expert, especially someone I know and trust, say, here's here's something I created just for you. And I, you know, you know how to run it, or if there are any particular things that uh, needed a little more description, he gave him. He you know, mm-hmm. and he just like he took away all of the cognitive load of thinking of how to do, what should I do? How should I do it? When should I do it? Mm -hmm. He took that all away so I could just execute. Yep. So, and you know, and it's, and it's someone who I know and trust and, and he knows you. Exactly. So it's very, it's, it feels very customized. It's just really easy to trust the instructions. And then, so I don't have to think, I just go like, I turn it on, like, just go do this. And I still have to go do it, but <laughs> I haven't yet and should have. But for someone who makes their 100% of their living in close proximity to their clients, uh, it, it's like a, another way to add value or to deliver value when your normal mode of operation isn't an option. So super inspired by both of those examples. And, and the idea is to have you dear listener who probably doesn't make their money in close proximity to your clients and certainly doesn't need to you probably do something that's relatively easy to do remotely but still you do want to come up with ways that are client focused to meet them where they are now and where they are now is probably very different from where they were last week so their new pains, their new anxieties, their new concerns or nightmares, or, you know, they might be all brand mm-hmm. new f- from one week to the next, but okay. So pivot, shift gears, adapt. Like if you, if they trust you already, you know, they already trust you. you they know, you know them and mm-hmm. that you have their best interest at heart. Don't worry about whatever this normal commodity thing is that you do. Like I, I do book cover design or I, whatever the thing is like video production, whatever the thing is, take your skills, 
and apply them to this new reality that your clients are in. To me, that's the only path forward because the the other option is to close down, only think about yourself. And it's tempting to, to do that, like get in that kind of hoarder, I got to take care of myself first mm, thing. We're seeing a lot of that on TV right now. Yeah. But if you just think about that for, for a second, you know it won't work. Like that's not going to, I mean you know, whatever, hoarding toilet paper or something. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, like getting, you know, if my massage therapist had sent me a like, buy a whole bunch of gift certificates now type of email, like from a place of desperation instead of a place of abundance, which is what she did. So if, if you clamp down and just think about your situation, that's not going to work. Like that's not going to help your business. So you might as well <laughs> help your clients, <laughs> even if there's no obvious way to get paid for it. Like, yes, it's not a question of like, well, Jonathan, how am I going to make money if I'm just sending people like an email about how to deal with, you know, um, their restaurants being closed? I don't know. But I do know that if you just clamp down, that's definitely not going to work. Mm-hmm. So reaching out to your clients and using your superpowers in a way, perhaps a different way than you have with them in the past to help them grow or get through whatever the chaos is that they're facing or their whatever it is, you know, in their, the instantiation in their world. To me, that's like the only hope that's like the, that's the, well, maybe not the only, but that's like the best path forward. Well, in the best path. Yeah. One of the things we were talking about before the show is you can look in your email box. I now almost guarantee that you will have some examples of people or companies who are being tone deaf. And, you know, the examples we were using earlier were Bloomingdale's and anthropology. Um, I actually got the anthropology one. I haven't looked at it yet, but I got something from Bloomingdale's talking about the new spring fashions and how, you know, this is what's going to happen. And I thought, who cares right now? Right. I, you know, I, I, that's not the message that I want to get from even from a fashion company. It's not the right message. It's toned up. So, you know, if you think about it from your own perspective and look in your inbox for some examples of people that aren't quite doing it, like, oh, here's what's happening with the coronavirus and here's why you need to hire me right now. You know, that's not a real comfortable place to be. Yeah. And there, there are other ones that are just sort of, it's almost like they're using it as an excuse to send an email and just adding no new information or value of any kind. It's just mm-hmm. like, why did you add to the, you're just adding to the noise. So, you know, the ones that I love are the ones that make sense. They're relevant. They are, um, uh, maybe not, I don't want to say personalized, but they are, they're personal in the sense that I guess that I, you know, they know that it matters to me or there's some kind of reasonable connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there was an example you gave before the show that was like the pizza place, like, Oh, that, you know, your favorite pizza place sent you a message to, to like, let you know what the new reality was. If you were planning on coming in for pizza. Yeah. They were closing down the, the um, dining on premises part, but keeping open the delivery. So that's an important thing to know. Yeah. And I got a similar one from Starbucks where they were like, Hey, we're paying attention to this. We're going to take steps and, you know, different sorts of steps in different communities and different kinds of stores. Here's what the plan is right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's some possibilities that you could expect. It was really like, I mean, star, I, you know, I'm a big Starbucks fan. I go there a lot. It was completely useful information. Well, I think there's another way to, to look at this, which is 
I believe that even if you're a soloist, right, you don't have to have people that are actually working for you, but you're a soloist. If you're out there talking about your big idea, trying to make a group of people better in some way, you are a leader. And I feel like it's our responsibility during times like this to step up and lead. And one of the ways that I like to think about it is how would you want your audience to act during an event or, or a, a slow motion series of events like this? How do you want them to act and then lead them, you know, help lead them in that direction? Mm -hmm. Right. The minute I think it's, I think it's just, it's like a slight turn of in your way of thinking is to say, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm a, I am a leader. I'm a leader of this group of five people or 20 people or 200,000. I mean, it doesn't ma really matter what the number is, is that you are leading them. And so really you have a responsibility to help show them to, to demonstrate how to act. It's easy to, it feels like it's easy to go into a death spiral of like, <laughs> you know, like just tw right. on Twitter all day on your couch and just like, ah, uh, the world is, you know, Right. The like, world is ending. Right. It hasn't ended yet. And it's been around a long time. It's not, it's, it's not going to be fun. That's for sure. I'm not sitting, I'm not going to minimize any impact, but the fact is you're either going to, on the one end of the spectrum, people are going to clamp down, turn inward. Uh, I don't think that's a, a strategy for success, you know, to just sort of clamp down and just be, becomes really self-centered. Um, it's like, it's like, take it uh, as a trying to stay away from the word opportunity. It's an opportunity for leadership, like you said, and there are ways that you can help the, the tricky part. I think for people so far, there's for the people I've been talking to, there's two tricky parts. One is they uh, sort of reluctant or they reluctant to let go of whatever thing it was or the way the, the what they do or the way that they did it which has suddenly become irrelevant, you know, think massage mm -hmm. therapist, like the, the, the thing that they do or the way that they did it became not viable, yeah. you know, at least temporarily. Mm -hmm. And there's this kind of like, uh, it's almost like this weird depression or like this mourning of like, Oh no, now I'm worthless or Oh no, now I can't do anything. And so there's kind of that like paralysis of like, but I don't know what to do now. And then there's the, there's a very closely related thing, kind of like the next step, which is, well, I can imagine a thing I can do to help, but I don't know how I'm going to make money doing it mm -hmm. or enough money doing it or who's going to buy it. And it's kind of like, <laughs> like I did a webinar yesterday that has nothing to do with my normal stuff that I do. Someone on my list said, Hey, I heard that you homeschool and you work from home and I have you know, suddenly I have like two little kids at home that are normally at daycare and we're just like, I don't know if you have any tips. And I was like, you know what? That's, I do have a bunch of tips. It has nothing to do with my normal business. It's, it's just, you know, kind of irrelevant to that. And I, and I, so, I, but whatever, it was super easy. It took me like no time at all. And, uh, a bunch, you know, a couple hundred people showed up. So maybe I helped a couple hundred people. And I had, I had other people asking me like, well, is that going to, do you think this is going to be a big, you know, lead? Should I, should I be doing that? Is this a good lead, Jen? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? It is such a weird question, but I understand where it's coming from, which is like, how do I survive this likely crunch stock market is right. up right. like crazy. 
doesn't look great. So there's going to be a, there's going to be a phase that we go through that's not smooth. So it's like, how do I not suffer from this is kind of like the reaction. And it's like, and so I do this thing. And then the reaction is like, okay, how's that going to prevent you from suffering? I'm like, I don't know. It won't prevent me from suffering. It has nothing to do with anything. I just like, I was like, ah, I've got 90 minutes to like put together some slides and jump on Crowdcast and, and do it. I don't know. I'm just kind of, maybe it's a karma thing or whatever, but it's like, I could either do that or I could sit around being like, Ugh, I'm going to have to cancel my workshops in April. Like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because what you're talking about is is really a pivot. You know, we've talked about pivots a few times on the show. And, and I think what happens is when you've been doing a thing and you've been happily doing a thing, and then there's a pivot that you have to make that's not your choice. Yes. You know, it's like losing a job because somebody fires you or you get laid off from your dream job. And so, you know, I totally get there's got to be a space in there where you get to mourn what was. But what what we're saying is that, you know, the faster you pivot, the generally speaking, the faster you pivot, the the healthier you'll wind up being in the long run because not everything is going to work when you pivot, right? You're going to probably going to experiment, one thing will work, one thing doesn't, but it will help your mental health. Right. Yep. Versus, you know, laying on the couch and just watching Netflix all day. Yeah. Um, but I think there is this there can be when things are like this, where you watch your you know, say you have a, a stock portfolio and you've just watched it crumble to next to nothing. And then your business, all of a sudden, nobody's signing up anymore. That's a really scary place to be. So what you do is you start behaving as if. Yeah right? As if it is going to get better, as if, yes, things are going to change, but I'm going to be okay. And my family is going to be okay. So you act as if. And I mean, it's just, it sounds so simple, but it, it's not. I mean, it's, it can be hard if you're in a, in a bad place, but it's, that's what we all have to do is every day, we just have to take that extra little step and go, okay, so today I'm going to be as if. Um, you know, I don't know if you saw because it just came out this morning, but I just wrote a piece about what to do with this time where a lot of us are in enforced hunker down mode. And, you know, one of the things I talked about there is that, you know, we're, we're all leaders and we want to lead our tribe. So what do we want to develop for our tribe? And I just gave a laundry list of, I don't know, 20 different things you could do. But that's what we're talking about is you may not be able to make money on any of this stuff right now, Mm -hmm. but you can develop your point of view. You can help your tribe to Jonathan's point very directly, whether it's, you know, accelerating a podcast or doing a special webinar that's off topic, off the usual topic, but helpful. Um, Yeah. It's, we have to keep moving. Yeah. I, I, um, (laughs) so Frozen 2 came out <laughs> on Disney Plus <laughs> and and there's this recurring theme in it where one of the characters uh keeps on you know she's she's in in a very uncertain situation the stakes are very high and she, in a, several points she doesn't know what to do and there's this refrain of just do the next right thing and I was so mad that frozen like took that. I'm like, everyone's cause it's the perfect thing to say. And I was like, but now it's like, it's sort of like, it feels co- like, um, 
yeah, trivialized. Like, you're like I'm stealing from <laughs> Frozen Two of all things. But it's, and I'm sure this, I'm, it's, this is the first time I heard this, it, but it's a great little encapsulation of of how to keep moving forward. It's like I don't know how I'm going to get to you know whatever you know the ice castle, but I'm going to just do the next right thing. Like, and mm-hmm. I do kind of talk about. Uh, with value pricing, when I'm talking about value pricing, there's a lot of m- risk mitigation for your buyers. So you want to, um, you, you know, you can uh, have higher prices if you are taking on risk on behalf of your clients. So it, it's like something to think about. And the 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 risk comes from uncertainty or having to make decisions or base, you know, make do actions, make decisions and then act without complete information. I mean, you pretty much never have complete information, but sometimes you really know you you're, don't have enough data, but you still have to do something. And mm-hmm. that's like that's like a constant state right now where you have to do something, but it's kind of a guess or a gut instinct or, you know, it's just based on extremely spotty data, but you can't just sit on the couch. You have to do something. So it's kind of like, all right, well, with the limited information that I have right now, I'm going to make this decision, do the next right thing, and I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I'm going to do the next right thing after that. It's the same kind of like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Or like a journey of a thousand miles is one step at a time. And, you know, all it's all the same kind of thing. It's like you just do something. Yeah. And, and if you compare that, I mean, in your business, compare it to, you know, what you've probably done over the last week or so. I mean, I, I think three weeks ago, I, I stocked up on basic canned goods and things for the freezer, right? I thought, yes, yeah, this might happen. And I always have a supply because I live in earthquake country. So I always have a good supply. And then, you know, after two weeks, oh, okay, so maybe, maybe we'll cut down the social life a little bit. Uh, you know, we didn't go to an opening. So you make all those decisions. I woke up Saturday morning, or, I'm sorry, Sunday morning, which is a gym day for me. And I was wondering if I should go. Like, is it the gym was open? Is it the right thing to to do? And so I got online and looked at a bunch of research and I made that decision. So I I decided not to do that for a variety of reasons. But that's that's what we're all doing right now. And the information changes. Well, it's the same thing for our business. So if you know, if your biggest client comes and says, oh, I need to I need to cut back right now. And gee, I'll I'll see you in August. um, You know, that has a huge impact on you. Mm-hmm. But you know, just do. I, I'm going to borrow that too, Jonathan. Just do the next right thing, or you know, behave as if, yeah. and just act anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frozen Two, bring the wisdom. I'm going to have to watch that. I heard the song. I love the the new song, um, but yeah, I haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> Disney Plus. It's tough to beat, especially if you have kids. If anybody listening has kids. Um. Okay. So here's the here's the Everybody listening to this has a service business, so serve. The thing mm-hmm. that's the thing that's scary and uncertain for you is like the way that you will help them is probably going to be different right now. So mm-hmm. that's the pivot. But it's not you're you're still doing the same thing you always do. You're helping your clients, helping your clients, helping your clients. That's the idea. But now you need to adapt. And I saw it. I saw it. This is probably a hackneyed old quote, but it was the first time I saw it. Uh, that was, um, it's not the strong or the smart who survive. It's the most adaptable. Mm-hmm. And that, it kind of clicked with me. I'm like, yeah, that I can sort of see that because, I mean, even in my consulting days, 
I could see when, especially big enterprises, they they get really attached to the status quo. And even if they're even if they have leadership that's trying to move them away from the status quo, it's a huge cultural shift for them. It takes a long mm-hmm. time, the sort of like turning the Queen Mary type of metaphor. Uh, you know, so they're really strong and they might have the smartest people, but if they can't adapt in a situation that is uh, where a huge change happens, like, hello, Blackberry, hello, Nokia, hello, Blockbuster, hello, Tower Records, you're not going to survive the change. So, you know, when things are changing like crazy on a, you know, daily or even hourly basis, uh, it's upsetting if you're used to, um, stability and a status quo but if you look at it i almost feel like it's like surfing it you just want to surf it or ski it you know you're like on a black diamond mogul trail right now so just don't think about it get out over your skis lean into it and just have fun you know what i mean like i suppose that's it's maybe pushing it a little too far to say have fun but but at least don't fear it you know even if maybe you didn't want to go down a double black diamond mogul <laughs> trail but you're on it so you got two choices. You can lean back and wipe out or you can lean forward and maybe make it. Well, I think there's there's a, a hidden surprise in all this sometimes for people, which is when you start serving clients in a way that you hadn't expected to, you might discover some new talents and a new superpower. Yeah. And it might surprise you. Um, you know, coaches have been made through times like this where, you know, maybe maybe you're a developer, but you you realize you are so good at helping a particular kind of client through this that you know it changes how you do your work in the future. So there, there's that too. It's when you're really focused on helping that niche of people that you've selected, you know, what comes out of this might surprise you in a good way. Yeah, you could have a breakthrough. Yeah. Like this could be the beginning yeah. of something very new and, and impactful for you. Yeah. And I think the, the other thing, too, is that this is a time where some of us will be uh, forced into a quiet period. And, you know, you, you can go kicking and screaming or you can, you know, it takes a little adjustment the first time you get into that quiet space. But then you can start to use it to really think about where you want to take your business what you want to do next, who you want to serve, what content you want to create. You know, ultimately that's going to be helpful to your audience, but in a in a weird way, not that, you know, we want viruses and pandemics, but in a weird way there is a small gift in this. That little bit of silence might really help you to get to the next stage of your work or your business. Mhm. Like this is one of those times when the status quo is more likely to change in a big way. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of like, you know, if if you are the kind of person who is excited about growth, which equals change, and uh, and at the same time you're kind of nervous or anxious about what's going on, like maybe a way to look at it is, well, this is this is a forcing factor for lots of people who would rather be status quo and things, but and they they can't right now, like status quo. A lot of people who would normally just do nothing are going to be forced to do something. So things are going to change. So, Hey, you're a change agent. You love change and change is going to happen. Maybe it's going to happen more quickly and not in the way that, you know, than you want or more uh, in a different way than you would have chosen. So it's still uncomfortable, but it's in one sense, or if there's a silver lining, it's that a lot of people are going to move into a reality that 
at least I think is better. You know, I think for, you know, just to pick one thing like remote work, I think remote work is a huge win for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, but a lot of people remote work right. is a huge win. Right. When we saw that in after the crash in 2008, we started to see more of that. So, you know, <laughs> it's a lot of change. It's happening very quickly. It's There's tons of uncertainty. So, of course, people are going to be anxious and nervous and um, all of that. But still just go out and help people, even if that means helping them in a way that is not the way you would normally do it. Well, and I think the other thing is, um, you know, maybe this is stating the obvious, but it's also to find an outlet for your own anxiety, because everybody's got some right now. People just do. And so find an outlet, whatever that is, you know, for myself, not being able to go to the gym. I mean, forget what's going on in the world. Just not being able to go to the gym makes me insane because that's my outlet to get, you know, everything out. And so, you know, I've started walking um, around the neighborhood and I, I look ridiculous because I'm power walking to get my workout in, <laughs> but it's, it really, it's helpful for me to do that. And I actually, I love being outside. It's beautiful here this particular time of year. So yeah, find, find that outlet. Um, I'm also, I'm cooking a little bit more than usual and I love to do that. So just find something where, you know, it's not about your work it's not about your family. It's just about you and taking care of yourself because that will, you know, it's like the oxygen mask in the airplane. That right. will keep you healthy for your clients and for everybody who you serve. Right. And I want to piggyback on that a little bit. It's not not really the subject overall, I don't think, but it's going through, so maybe it's a little bit of a sidebar, but the the sudden change in routine is, uh, you know, if, it's an opportunity to break bad habits. It's an opportunity to create new habits. Uh, how do, I haven't thought this through too much. I want to write an email about it today. But the, the, I, I'm noticing that I have, you know, I have a pretty um, regular routine. It's weird because it's not scheduled regular, but there's like things I do every day. Mm-hmm. And when everything kind of changes, like not going to the gym, not karate, the karate school is close, not going to karate. I'm like, those are two things that are positive habits that I had built up over time. And I need to be really careful not to break them. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, like this. Tell me about it. I'm looking at the scale. Yeah, exactly. I, I need to walk another hour. Right. So, so look at your good habits, the productive ones that you have and be careful that they don't, you, you don't put them on hiatus. And when this is over, I'm going to get back to it. Like, don't do that. Yeah. The other thing is, if you have habits that maybe aren't so great, maybe this is an opportunity to, uh, since everything's changed anyway, just decide mm. not to figure out how to incorporate that thing into your new schedule. So yeah. it's, yeah. So since you're, since you have to change a lot of things, I just see this risk of losing good habits and creating new bad ones. And it's like an opportunity to get, to help, you know, get a little boost, getting rid of the bad habits or the unproductive habits and sort of rethinking things and saying like, you know what, I really don't need to, I don't know, um, what's it called? Not panic buy, but just like, um, retail therapy, you know, maybe I really don't Um, need to go shopping every, uh, every night after work on the way home. I don't know. I'm just trying to make, trying to think of a bad (laughs) habit. Well, it's the, it's the, I'm thinking of the, even just, uh, you get an email, something's on sale and you click and boom, you buy it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, or I have friends with pretty significant eBay habits because they like the auction. You know, it's the rush. It's a little like gambling, but it's it's the rush from the auction. Right, and you can see, you, I can imagine that happening now where people are just like, oh, what should I do? I'm like, you know, so I would say like, it's just be hyper aware because when your schedule changes, if that's happening, it's probably happened to a lot of people. If your yeah. schedule changes, all your good habits can kind of uh, be at risk. And you can create new bad habits like, uh, well, I can't go out, so I'm just going to like stress, stress eat or stress shop. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's like, oh, that's good for the economy, right? I'll just buy a $300 pen or whatever. Or at the beginning of the the show, before we started recording, I, I was eating a cookie that my neighbors brought over because they got bored. So they decided to cook and I don't eat cookies but these are so good. And I'm eating a cookie before a podcast that never happens. So I know. yeah, I know, I know. Extra walk, extra walk. Right. Right. So this is a tangent, but I guess if I was going to wrap it up, I would say take an inventory of your habits right now be like, okay, these, I, I'm going to guard these with, you know, everything I can, whatever it is, your work, it's probably your workout, your eating habits or something like that. Um, or it could be date night, who knows, whatever it is. Uh, you know, relationship thing. Um, So guard those and watch out for bad ones creeping in at this kind of like um, vulnerable time period. Yeah. I mean, you know, really what we're talking about is, you know, is dealing with chaos. And when, if, when it feels like everything is up for grabs there, I think it's important to have a core set of things that you can, that that you can cling to maybe, but at least stick to, and when it comes to the professional side, one of those is con- continuing to serve your niche of the market. However, wherever, <laughs> I mean, whatever style that looks like, you know, that's what that's what matters. And we will all get through this. It, it might look a little different on the other side. There may be a new normal. Um, but while we're going through it, let's let's try and make the journey as pleasant as we can. Mm-hmm. Lead. Yes, lead. Cool. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for our special episode. Do we leave any stone unturned? I sure our listeners will tell us if we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, please do, listeners. You know how to find us uh, on Twitter. Uh, probably everybody has our email as well. So um, feel free to give us feedback. Um, if you have ideas for, you know, if you've got specific questions, we could do a follow up episode, so on and so forth. Yeah, hit, hit us up with your ideas. Yep. How can we help? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. That's what we're here for. Right. Uh, okay, great. Well, that'll do it for this time. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Rochelle Moulton. And this is the Business of Authority. Bye. Bye-bye.